from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Tucker Carlson reported to have interviewed Vladimir Putin, and I hope he didn't do that goofy laugh that he's got. You know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> like the goofy? Because that would be really weird if like, Putin cracks a joke and all of a sudden Carlson starts doing that weird, like, giggle that he does that evil gig- hey speaking of by the way the gop says that biden has all the power in the world he needs to control the border but the reality is actually a lot more complicated so we're going to do a little bit of a civics lesson as to why joe biden is actually he's asking for more power and why the gop doesn't want to give it to him but before we get to all of that seattle taxpayers are going to be funding a hotel stay for asylum seeking families awaiting more support this is a follow-up from the refugees from south america who they were staying at that one really bad church outdoor space. Right, because the indoor space was overcrowded. Oh, indoor space was overcrowded. And so the church footed the bill for them to go stay at the old Quality Inn. Mm. And then after a week, they said, we're not leaving. That's what they said. We're not going anywhere. And the church had said, you can't come back. We're not putting the tents outside anymore. Double whammy. And so now, now... the your taxpayer dollars are going to be going to stay for those people to stay in that hotel until the 26th of February. Right. And then they're going to be moved to a different hotel, is my understanding. What I find so interesting about this is that we all agree that human life is precious. We all agree that human life is something to be cherished, really. Uh, yeah. Something that we should really try to strive to preserve the dignity of all human beings. Right. Whether it's the unborn, the elderly Everybody in between, even people like Spike, deserve a certain amount of dignity and respect. Sure, I was an anchor baby from the Irish, (laughs) but I deserve Thank you. I appreciate this. (laughs) But what I really detest about all the rhetoric around not only the border, but also these these immigrants is the fact that the human element just seems to go right out the window, just right out the window. And you have people who have committed no crime other than being uh, refugees, potentially illegally in the country. And they are being looped in with people who bring fentanyl across the border or cartel members or whatever it is. Right. And there's this kind of broad generalization that's happening. And it kind of breaks my heart because I think to myself, I have known many people because I, I used to live in the state of California. Many people who came over with their parents when they were two or three years old and their parents lived in the state of California for many, many years and then eventually got their citizenship. No big deal. And so for me, it's, immigration is a healthy thing. Uh, not, also, not just for me, but if you look at every economic report on mm-hmm. uh, ethnically homogenous countries versus ethnically diverse countries, ethnically diverse countries do better than ethnically homogenous countries. Take Japan as an example, or any of the, you know how you're always pointing to the Scandinavian countries? Yeah. Oh, so great. Yeah. They don't have the same, they don't have the numbers that no, we got. They look a little, uh, little uh, I won't say it. Transparent. There you There's go. Opaque. Thank how, you. That's the color I was looking so for. So incredibly white. They're like Laura White. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like as the driven snow. You know what I mean, Laura? Hey, I've been meaning to re-up the self-tanner. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Thanks for the reminder. You know, I know a guy. I know a guy. He's, he's very interesting. He's a, he's actually a politician. He's a, a master with bronzer. You got to see this guy. He oh, looks, right on. He's got a natural tan all year round, but it's only around his face. <laughs> Never his ears for some Don't look at him in a windstorm. In a windstorm. Where the undercoating is shown. Uh, Oof. Yeah, real Oof. bad. Oof. I just don't understand where all the hatred and the malice comes from. For refugees or for people from South America, for, just from the perspective of there are people who are involved in gang activity who are white people, black people, Hispanic people. There are people who are involved in crime, white people, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people. 
But for some reason, we understand that there's a difference between, let us just say, Chinese immigrants. And we go, okay, well, that makes sense. And then, But for some reason, when it's migrants from Venezuela or from Honduras or whatever, we, if the, the amount of racism in this country all mules. is, is all prof- bringing drugs. Is profound, yep. yes, and is. I'm not sure why that is. Like here in Seattle, there's a lot of people from Ethiopia. There's a couple people. That, for, yeah. There's a, oh, huge, yeah. a huge population where they won the visa lottery, and now they're in this state. Yeah, a and, huge Somalian population here. Yeah. So what's the deal with this selective hatred and selective outrage that I keep seeing? And also saying that I don't want my taxpayer money going to that. My response to that would be, if I want my taxpayer dollars going to anything, it would be human beings. Yes, it, thank you. Yes. I, I would rather have it go to human beings so that they could have a semblance of dick. Call me a crazy uh, a Christian who loves Jesus Christ. Call, hey, that crazy guy on the radio, he's talking about giving people human dignity and whatnot. But I just think I'd rather have it go to human beings than to, like I don't know, consulting firms or whatever. You know what I mean? To see where the light rail should go. Right, or why exactly. won't the floating bridge float? Exactly. Or why do we need steel salmon along the, the highways as like, 10% of all construction needs public art? Right. Give it to someone who's going to have a decent living. Or, or even just Provide a, a, a for little a brother. bit of dignity. Right? Yes. So uh, Al Sharpton, true. you would have thought that he would have had that same take on that. But he used what can best be described as great replacement type language. When he was talking to Joe Scarborough over on Morning Joe, do we have this audio? Because this is what, he uses word language that I only see on the deepest parts of Twitter, which I took off my phone. So here's what he sounded like the other day. You're getting migrants beating up policemen in the streets in New York. You're seeing an influx of migrants all over the country that frankly have people outraged. And couldn't there be some kind of public pressure put in the next couple of days in some of these senator states saying, why are you allowing this to continue? I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants invasion. and they're playing a time game with politics on this. Yeah. So one of the things I might say to the fine Reverend Al Sharpton is that when human beings are marginalized and when we treat them poorly in a society, the entire country suffers. This crazy thing is what I would tell Al Sharpton. I would say there's this crazy thing called the civil rights movement where there was a group of people who were marginalized and they were treated very, very poorly. I'm not sure if he's familiar with it. But if we go back through American history and you look at that, you would hope that somebody who had maybe experienced that himself would turn around and say, hey, man, if four teenagers beat up some cops in New York and they happen to be immigrants and they are let out the same day, that's a travesty of justice. But that does not necessarily mean that we need to turn our back against people who are requesting aid. I think that that's actually, quite frankly, it's offensive for the reverend to even put that forth, right? Because then he's generalizing. He said, we've got people beating up cops in New York. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah is yeah. that not how the Watts riots started, 1964? It's like, come on, dude, read a book. Please. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, have it's you, surprising. Have you, have you like, the, the disconnect that you need to take this position from, uh, it to, and also be Reverend Al Sharpton, is embarrassing because he's using language of invasion, which is bizarre to use in this context, because it's not an army. It is not. Yeah, but he didn't just get it on a subreddit or the darkest corners of the web. He got that from every Senate hearing I've watched in the last eight months. Right. And, he got it from yeah. the stump speeches of, of the presidential nominee from the Republican Party. He calls it an, They call it an invasion on a daily basis. Yeah, that's which so, is sad. Well, but, but I like the fact that a Democrat, Al Sharpton, is clearly a Democratic point of view, right? Okay. I like the fact that he's saying these cities can't take it anymore. 
these Democratic cities, and what he's saying here, if I, if I heard him correctly, mm-hmm. he's asking the Democrats in these, the liberal cities, these sanctuary cities, get a hold of your politicians, get some, get something done on the border, get something done about immigration. Let's get some heat from our side as well, and not just from the Republicans, conservatives who say we got to fix the border. Wait, 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 I'm confused by this because the bill that the Republicans wanted nine months ago, they just shot down. They did. So what do you, what I don't I don't you retract this argument for me I'm deeply confused about this spike from I, the f- because the Republicans shot it down or, or my point of view that we should start pressuring Democrats as well we should but the Democrats wanted the bill they did they did so why do we need to pressure Democrats if Republicans were the ones who shot it down well I, I think I, I, mm, the same bill that they wanted nine months ago well I think maybe make more concessions. Maybe give the Republicans even more to get something done. More weapons contracts? No, no, no. More, more, <laughs> more concessions on immigrations. On immigration, because the, the the Republicans are saying this bill. It's not just because Donald Trump doesn't want it passed because right. he wants it for a campaign issue, which a lot of people are saying that's the case. Okay. If I take Republican congressional members at their on their word on, on their face value, okay. they're saying the bill doesn't go far enough. It still allows 5,000 people a week or whatever the numbers are, or it allows a faster path to citizenship. Visas, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's do a little bit of civics, shall we? Because this is going to be fun. The GOP says that Biden has all the power he needs to control the border, and the reality of this is far more complicated. This is a piece that was written by the AP. So shall we do a brief history lesson? Back in 1994, remember who was in office then? The comeback oh. kid. Oh, Billy. Bill Slick Clinton. Willie. Yeah. <laughs> the comeback kid is in office, and he starts detaining people at the border. Mm. Janet Reno comes in, and she says, you cannot house children and adults in the same facilities because yeah. it is against our laws. And she sued the administration, and she won. So then Bill Clinton says, well, I have to have separate facilities for children and separate facilities for adults, which was a complete and total disaster. Mm. Many children were lost within the system. George W. Bush comes into office and he says, I'm going to detain families together. Mm. And then again, he is sued and they say, listen, you can't do that because you can't have children and adults in the same detainment facilities. And this is where we begin with the kids in cages myth, right? right? which is where now in order to get around the law, they said, well, we'll just put up chain link fences in this big concrete box, basically. It looks like pearlies and, and, and uh, pit bulls. Right, exactly. Looks, I mean, it's a horrible thing. It's horrible, but they did that so they could try to keep families together. Right, and then right. they were sued on that. And then Obama comes into office and then he says, well, we'll build more facilities and then we'll try to make them less carceral in nature. so okay. we can house-. And then he gets sued over this. Yes. So you got to think about it like this. There are so many laws on the books that come to what a president can and can't do with immigration, not the border, but immigration, that the president is effectively handicapped because we're looking at 30 years of legal precedent going all the way back to good old Janet Reno. So when people say, oh, he can do so much more about it. He could, and then he would get sued, and then his order would get stayed in a lower court, and then it would go to the Supreme Court. Or what he could do is try to get some legislation pushed through, which is what he has been trying to do because the Biden administration is smart enough to know that they will lose in court if they try to take any well, of these laws. And you, you gave us all this history yeah. through various administrations. President Trump tried in many ways to curtail the immigration, the legal immigration into this country. Correct. And he was blocked. Every executive order was just slapped down in court by Democrats. Exactly. Everyone. Exactly. Right. So and and this, this has been going on for the last 30 years. It doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican who's in the uh, the seat of the presidency. Every time they try to do something, they get sued. Sometimes it's from 
uh, immigration rights advocates. Sometimes it's by states. Sometimes it's by private citizens. Sometimes it's from people who don't even live in the country. Now, if you think about that, that amount of legal precedent, the, the amount of time that it would take to argue that and filter through that is madness. So he said in this bill this is a funny thing that everybody ignores. He says it gives me the power to shut it down when we reach this threshold, which is what I need. It gets around all this legal jargon, and then I can actually do my job legally without getting sued. And the Republicans shot it down, which is funny because nine months ago, it's the same bill that they proposed. So when people want to point to Biden on this issue, I'm trying to be as transparent as I possibly can about this. I'm seeing a guy who's trying to stay within the bounds of the law, who made a huge mistake in getting rid of Title 42, but that's besides the point. Uh, I'm seeing a guy who's trying to stay within the bounds of the law and not waste the court's time rehashing legal precedent from 25 years ago. And then on the flip side of this, I see the GOP who's saying, this is such a big issue. Why doesn't anybody do about it? And then when he says, I could do something about it right now, they go, man, election season. Election season's coming up real fast. So there's your history lesson. That's why he can't do anything about it. I saw Kristen Sinema, one of the uh, negotiators on this bipartisan bill that got shot down today. Yes. As it was expected to get shot down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen many representatives from the Republican point of view saying it allows 5,000 immigrants a week. And when it gets to that number, that's when it'll shut up. That's still almost 2 million a year, 5,000 right. a week. And Cinema pointed out, no, no, if there's a encounter with 5,000 attempted entrance, not, not, you know, it's not letting 5,000 in. If they encounter 5,000 people at the border seeking asylum, that's when they can shut it down. So it's about it's accurate representation is important of what the facts are and what's in this bill and what's not in this bill. Right. So here's another example here, right? So uh, immigration officials do not have expanded detention capability unless they get more funding for detention. That's in the bill. They also can't hold families in detention longer than roughly three weeks under a longstanding policy, and they can't mix together single adults and family units for safety reasons under law. Again, he asked for the money to be able to do all this, and the GOP has said no dice. I'm not trying to do GOP bad right now, but I'm just saying when you when the guy who says let me fix it, just give me give me that money and I will do this thing, and then you say no, what am give I supposed to? Give me that cash <laughs> and I will do this thing. Yes. Give me that cash and I will do this thing, and they say no. I mean, he has done 500. What is this number? 500 executive actions on immigration since he took office. 500. Some of them have been successful. Many of them have been getting caught up in court. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that every president runs into. This is why I wasn't too hard on Donald Trump when he was dealing with his issues, because I've read into it and I understand that, again, we can all blame Janet Reno for this. And I choose to continue to blame Janet Reno for this to this day. Right? I, I don't blame you at all. So uh, Tucker Carlson has announced that he has interviewed Vladimir Putin. It'll probably go up on his show on Twitter, which is a shame because I don't have Twitter anymore because I deleted it because I just couldn't handle seeing the shadow realm and all the deep creatures that live within it. Every time I opened Twitter, it was kind of like when Frodo put on the ring. You know I mean? was, <laughs> yes. Yeah, they go dusky and gray and right. evilly. And then, and then the, 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 <clears throat> ring, the wraiths, the wraiths yeah. would come out and they yeah. would be like, give me your soul, give me your soul. And then Elon Musk would be there and he'd be reaching for my watch and I'd be like, go away, Elon Musk. So I won't be able to watch this until other people rip it from Twitter. But the thing that I find interesting about this is that he says he's going to do it because no one else wants to interview Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin lies lies as he breathes. 
The man has personally engaged in this in the killing of political rivals. Mm-hmm. He has poisoned, thrown people off of roofs, had helicopters blown up, had planes blown up, had people drown accidentally. I mean, this is somebody who was a KGB agent for he was the best, the best. He ran the KGB at the end of it. He was so good at being a K. This is a funny story. Nobody knows about the guy. He was in West Germany trying to start neo-Nazi revolution to destabilize West Germany in the 70s so that they could be subsumed back into the Soviet Republic. The guy is a devious Machiavellian genius, and the reason he doesn't get interviewed is because he lies like he breathes because that's all he knows. So what Tucker's going to do is he's going to go there and he's going to sit down with him with his goofy laugh and his weird hair, and he's going to say, so people think that you're a bad guy, but when I see what you're doing, you don't seem like that bad of a guy. pretty strong to me. It's a pretty strong yeah, guy. Pretty strong guy. Control really, on this. I got a man, man who cares about his country. You don't get 97% of the vote unless people like what you're doing. That, you don't get, you get, you got 97% of the vote. Now, people say that you poisoned that guy who, who you, on that plane who tried to leave, I don't remember his day, but now you've got him in, in prison now, and he's claimed that he's being slowly tortured to death. Now, it is humanitarian rights groups have come out, and they've released many reports that he, in fact, is actually being tortured to death in the slowest way possible, and they're slowly feeding him poison. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's like... Some people can't drink tea. <laughs> pretty much. Mr. President? All right. Yeah. No, that's a so Tucker's good. saying nobody's given this guy the, the, the time of day, and we need to give this guy the time of day to hear his point. I mean, what is the rationale behind a, a murderous kleptocrat? What is the rationale for giving this guy I, a microphone? I have no idea. I mean, it's kind of like going and asking the the leader of North Korea how he feels about free speech. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like how come there's more not more hip hop in your music I, selection? I, so I hear you guys really like basketball. Dan, Dennis Rodman comes over here a lot. You left him. You left. Why don't you open up your borders a little bit? Let's stop this uh, open air prison you got going on here in North Korea, where you torture these whole people under the banner of socialism. That would be really great. Yeah. I don't think that people realize, that, and I'm sure that. Oh, the crazy thing I saw about this, the thing that I wanted to get to, is that I was on the conservative subreddit when this was posted. Right. And the conservative subreddit is the largest conservative, it's the large gatherings of conservatives okay. on okay. the internet. They were very much so against this. Really? They were really? saying, yeah, they were saying, Tucker, this is a bad look. This is a bad oh, play. I'm, oh, I'm encouraged by that. L. Tucker. Yeah, because they, they, I think that people see through what is journalism and what is clickbait. And going and interviewing a fascist is indeed. I'm so I'm, I'm really really glad to hear that. I'm yeah. reassured by it because yeah. I'm watching I'm watching various left leaning media sources are showing uh, people at MAGA rallies. Would you vote for a Joe Biden or a Putin? And a lot of them are. I'd vote for Putin. For Joe <laughs> Biden, I'm seeing that from people from from voters. You can drink tea. What do you? <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that that subset of of conservative viewpoints is saying even this is a bridge too far. How much for thin men? Speaking of a bridge too far, Girl Scout cookie season is here yet again, where the little Girl Scouts go out and they run out and they try to poison, pardon me, feed American families. <laughs> With uh, sugar uh, cookies, what is it that they sell now? Oh yeah, they sell cookies. And so oh, yeah. this will be they sell Spike, dreams. Spike O'Neill's final year getting Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I think he's finally going to OD. But with these prices, it better be the good stuff. It better be the pure. I don't want any secondhand Girl Scout cookies. We're going to talk about it. When we get back right after this. I'm not Tucker Carlson. Sometimes referees are going to be looking at that ball, and sometimes they're not going to be looking at it. Or based. Poops would have also been an acceptable answer. Cringe or based is a fun game we like to play. Man, Justin is good at making production things, making sound make funny, make Jack laugh. (laughs) 
Jack like laugh. Give me that cash <laughs> if I will do this That's right. He, he does bring a lot to he, the station. And, and we really do pay does. him a lot of money. Yeah. So, Thin Mints are a thing that people are obsessed with. I have no idea why. Girl Scout cookie season is back in full swing. And there are many people out there who, like Laura, who said, I would pay a million dollars for a single Samoa. She looked me dead in the eye. Tears in her eyes. Give me that cash <laughs> if I will do this thing. And I was like, first and foremost, why is it that so many Americans are so heavily addicted to Girl Scout cookies? Because this is this is what cornball radio people do: is they say, "Man, Girl Scout cookies! <laughs> it's the season! It's the season! I'm going to go buy 20 boxes of those." You know, they do it in like the puker voice. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I've been clean for a year, and yesterday I ran into my dealer yeah. out front of. <laughs> Out front of Albertsons. Can you believe she's five years old? Man, she's six years old. Yeah, man, I was clean for a year. A little green vest. That's a like green vest. That's like cornball radio. But if you really want to talk about it, Americans have an addiction to refined sugars and confectionery treats, and these little purveyors of death are more than happy to oh, no. to push it out there. Spike O'Neill is having a very hard time with this. I can't now, call. A cute I support. Green. I support the Girl Scouts wholly, and I support the Boy Scouts wholly as well. I was a Boy Scout. I was an Eagle Scout, I think it's a lost uh, experience gotcha. for many children yeah. out there to not be involved in scouting because you get to miss out on experiences like working an entire week to try to craft a bow and arrow out of wood that you find on the ground, only to have the camp counselor at the end of the week say, yeah, I'll just give you the merit badge. <laughs> you guys were here for the week. I'll just give you the merit badge there. But uh, what I'm saying is that if Girl Scouts, what they should be doing, and people would buy it, kale chips. Hmm. Seaweed chips, things that are actually healthy for people, like those like veggie straw things, because you can buy healthy snacks. Veggie straws are all potato. Have you read the ingredients on those? It's not a cookie. No, it's but, a step in the right direction. No, but, okay, this is what veggie. The veggie straws is the biggest grift. I'm glad did not take their endorsement. Have you looked at the back of what's in a veggie? But I've never straw? had it. No, it is Laura. You it's know, straight sodium. It's, is it really? Because okay, it, not veggies. No, no actual veggies were harmed. You don't feel your heart rate spike when you when you put one in. As I have my sixth mouth? shot no? of espresso today, Laura. <laughs> I'll explain to you what it would take to spike my heart rate. If you look at veggie straws, they take potato flour, and then the green ones are spinach extract, and then the the orange or the red ones are tomato extract, and it's just coloring. So you're saying they've been veggie adjacent. Yes, exactly what I'm saying. So well, Let me tell you why people love Girl Scout cookies. I don't need it, to hear this. I need to hear not this. About okay. Why, why do people love them? I know why people love them. I'm curious about why we don't confront the fact that Americans are addicted to sugar. Well, no. If Well, here's the thing. Their sugar just steps away at a better price with higher sugar content at the cookie aisle of your grocery store. Right? But you feel guilty buying a box of cookies. When it's a Girl Scout, you're assuaging your guilt by your, you're helping an organization that you find worthy. Okay. It lets people gives people the guilt, the reason, the the rationale so, to commit slow suicide. So, so what you're saying is like I had a drug dealer once. He was a homeless guy, and so I, I'd say, well, I could either go to my my dealer in Seaside, who lives in a trap house, or I could hang out around the bus depot waiting for my homeless drug dealer to show up because I prefer to support him more in local, my addiction. supporting local business, supporting local business. <laughs> Kind of. On the ground. I just think that we need, the Girl Scouts got to up their game a little bit here and we got to get into more healthier alternatives. You know, health food spike is this crazy concept. It's food that's not just potato meat based um, or sugar based. I, words that I've never seen health and food together in the same. It's like a bad episode of Electric Company. Health, so food. The, the, the prices are going up and everybody's Again. upset because uh, people have been saying, are paying up to $7 a box for their. 
favorites like Thin Mint Samoas and Tagalongs, which are up from $5 last year. They, it's been six years since we've done a cookie price increase. And then, of course, if we were doing corny hack radio, we would say, I don't care what they would charge. I, I'd pay a million, she said. I, I'd, pay, I'd pay $20 for a box of Thin Mints, hide them in my garage so my wife doesn't eat them. You know what I mean? Like this is, I just feel like we need to get away from this okay. discourse. And we need to improve the way that we think about this and support the Girl Scouts in other ways. Do you ever just go give them cash and don't take the cookie? I've done that. I mean, they got it. I have done that. If they do like a Shirley Temple dance, (laughs) yeah, sure. Give me a number. Come on. Come on. Do a little uh, Little something, something. Turn around. What else did you learn at camp today? That's what I'm saying is that if they do something that is like, if they do a handstand, right, or some like gymnastics moves, yeah, yeah, they're like busking, you know what I mean? If they did like a routine (laughs) where one of them whipped out a banjo and they started playing, uh, you know, dueling banjos from Deliverance, yeah, sure, I'll give you guys five bucks. But if you're just out there being cute with your little vests on and selling little poison, well, I've se- I've seen <clears throat> Cub Scouts out there because you know Girl Scouts are the exclusive cookie. They got the market on the right, cookies. Right. I've seen Cub Scouts out there selling like caramelized popcorn or other kind of candy stuff. I'll just give them a cash donation. I okay. won't take that I, stuff. I got an idea. I got this great idea. And Shirley Temple just gave me this idea. Okay. What we do is lollipops. What, no, they. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what we do is we they start they start they shift away from cookies mm-hmm. and they get into healthy crackers that are shaped like animals. And so when you go to oh. buy them, they break out in little girl song Animal and they go crackers, crackers in my soup. Oh yeah, monkeys and rabbits loop de loop. Oh and then, yeah, and then like I will give song. them ten dollars for that okay. for that box. But they got to be based in something that's marginally healthy other than, like laura if you sit down with a box of thin mints or samoas are you going to polish off the whole box or are you eating one or two at a time no i eat like three that's, oh, that's you don't crack the whole amount. sleeve you don't do the whole sleeve no i put three on a plate because i ration them for myself because i love them and they're seasonal okay so why don't you buy in bulk and poison yourself over the course of yeah, the year I, we fill the freezer bulk, and freeze i put them. them in the freezer i take them out of the freezer because i like them cold i put three on a plate i make a cup of tea perfect cup of black tea with milk and sugar and then I eat my three Samoas with my cup of tea. This is how sociopaths are made. Like, <laughs> the, the, coincidentally, that's how Hannibal Lecter liked his Girl Scout cookies with as well. With some fava Laura. beans and nice candy. <laughs> so, but I will say this. I support the Girl Scouts. I think Girl Scouting is amazing. Again, I was a Boy Scout. I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. So if other people want to give money, I think it's even if you don't get any cookies in return, I still think that giving to that fine organization is a wonderful thing that you can do because you're supporting little children. You remember the story of the girl in California who set up shop outside a pot shop? I do remember. Six, yeah. uh, 300 boxes in six hours. Yeah. The Girl Scouts actually passed a rule after that, that Girl Scouts cannot sell cookies outside of an organization that they are not allowed to legally go into. Mm-hmm. So there's that rich market. I like, not, my, I like my animal. Andrew, and that's a great idea. Give me, the, give me the leader of the Girl Scouts on the phone. I'm sure she's eight. Give me that cash <laughs> and I will do this thing. There she is. We'll take a really quick break when we get back. No stupid questions. You might, you guys might be saying, why don't you guys talk about this story? What about this thing? What about this headline that you guys haven't covered? Now's your opportunity to direct the show at 888-973-5476. That's the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. That's 888-973-5476 with your suggestions. We'll be right back right after this. There are no stupid questions. Only stupid answers. Ah, yes. 
888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line where you can text your questions. You guys haven't talked about this story. Why haven't you guys talked about this? What about this thing? 206 says, cops getting attacked by illegals in New York. What say you? Bad. I'm not for it. I, I think that it's really sad that New York has built up a bunch of laws over the last eight years where those kids who attack those cops get released, I think, the same day or the same following. Day. Same day. That afternoon. And, but here's the thing. You got where are you gonna put them? You can't put them in Rikers, which is at 170 percent capacity. Mm. You can't put them over on that island. So what do you do with them? You're gonna keep them in in the hold in New York. You're gonna be lock up in New York City. So I understand that it's a travesty of justice. I understand that it's unfortunate, but we don't generalize out against all people because of one thing. If we did that, what's the case where the mom? Uh, was just found guilty of manslaughter. Oh, in Missouri, I believe, because her son used a gun that she purchased for him. Right. What's her What's her name? It's like Jennifer or something. Or other. I apologize. Right. Yeah. So she. That's a white woman. Do I now generalize out because of that? And I say white women who have guns in their home should no longer be allowed. No, everybody understands that that's a stupid thing to say. But for some reason, when some bad people do an awful thing, we automatically, even the way that this is phrasing, illegals. It's like, okay, okay, dude, like I get it, but you have to understand that when people do that, they don't view it in a microcosm. They think that migrants are going around the country punching cops in the face on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people think that. You're right. Where if you look at the DOJ statistics over the last 10 years, which is longitudinal data, which I tend to support more than you know anecdotal data, uh, immigrants, illegal immigrants commit crime significantly less per capita than the population of the United States. That's not to say that no crimes happen, but we do data around here. We just don't say things because they, uh, you know what I mean? Because no, they I, I hear get you. people fired up. See, see I, I would have sent them to Rikers. And I know it's overcrowded, but hear me out on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color the person who attacks a cop is. No, if if the the winner of the science fair, the four student from <laughs> right. Missouri, well, kicks a cop on the street, he's not getting out this afternoon. Also, you want to know what I would have done? I would have put him on a plane back to Caracas or whatever. It a is. lot of people saying that too. How are these? How's not an instant ticket to deportation? That's what I'm saying. But that, and yeah. that's that's all the laws that they've established in New York, which is a huge joke and well, a travesty. Maybe take some kid who stole his third backpack and got eight years to right. serve yeah. at Rikers. Let yeah, that yeah, kid yeah. out when you got a cop kicker coming in, whatever color the cop kicker is. B in Puyallup wants to know whatever happened to my crazy neighbor and the drug dealer in the black car. I already told this story, Spike. You know this story. I do, and that's why you moved to the city. Right. But I'll tell it again. I'll try. To, I the, I haven't told it in a very long time because the details are a little hazy. But so basically, what happened is that uh, Spike and I finished doing the show, and I was doing the show remote, and then I go over to my window to open the windows in my home studio. And as I do that, I hear this uh, loud arguing, and I go, who's is, who's arguing in my driveway again? Because I lived on the second story. And as I look out my window, I see the black Audi that was the drug dealer in my neighborhood who was driving around, and he was selling drugs out of the back of his parents' Audi. Now, this kid, white kid, he's got his friend with him, neck tattoo, hand tattoos. He was the main focal point of the drug dealing, and then they had their drug girlfriend. And they were talking about how they were going to go kill somebody. Now, I have been dealing, I had been dealing with that drug addict, drug dealer, for the better part of what, Spike, six months? Yeah, well, I think, uh, yeah, the first time I heard about him was probably half a year. Yeah, I, had, I had called the police, yep. I don't know how many times, right. and every time they showed up, every single time these kids would bolt. Well, finally, I got a picture of their license plate because I was walking my little Pomeranian and I saw the the Audi parked like a, a block and a half away from my house. And I said, aha, gotcha. So I took a picture of it. I took a picture of the address 
And then the when they, they were all yelling about killing somebody, I called the cops and I said, the, I, the, oh, that was the other detail that I forgot. They were talking about going and killing somebody, and then the kid with the hand tattoos and the neck tattoo takes a, a like a nine milli out of the back of the car and starts racking it in my driveway. Oh my God. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, now I have to call the cops again. So I call the cops, tell them I saw a gun, tell them I saw what happened, and then uh, I, they instantly get in their Audi and they drive away. And I'm thinking, darn it, I've been bamboozled again by these drug dealers. Right. Well, as it turns out, I, I go out into my driveway, wait 20 minutes for the police to show up, and they never showed up. As it turns out, the cops decided that because they were in a driveway, that what they were going to do was wait for the the car to come out so that they could actually pull them over yep. rather than corner them in a driveway. So they, as soon as the Audi rounded the corner on my block, they pulled the kid over to my knowledge, all three of them got arrested for possession, illegal gun, whatever. So you never know what calling 911 can do. Potentially, you could save somebody's life. But the, what I heard from those guys was they were on their way to go kill somebody. That's horrible. Right. I'm so, so glad you moved. Yeah, me too. Uh, Scott and Auburn, white, brown, jasmine, uh, basmati. What is that? Other basmati? Type? Rice? It's jasmine, dude. Jasmine. Come oh, on now. Okay. Okay. Come on now. Let's be serious. Be serious, Spike. What were you going to say? Uh, we like brown rice at my house. You're not serious. We'll, we'll take rice. a really quick break when we get back. Boeing, a lot of trouble with the old FAA. And also, bolts flying off of the plane, off of the 737. That's when they remember to put them in. If only somebody wasted hour of his li- hours of his life last night re- researching all about the 737. Did you really? If only somebody <laughs> poured over Wikipedia article, the primary sources, trying to figure out what's going on with the 737. Now we can talk about it. And also, two brothers in a family business got pulled over with 30 pounds worth of drugs. A lot of drugs coming off the streets in Seattle. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this.